The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me this year, this evening, today is Tad Harrington, John Sestina, we are all certified financial planners. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I should say New Year, new, not New Year's. John, were you out partying late uh, on the 31st? Actually, we were kind of out late. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? The I need to hear Come more. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> all the we other years, you're out. you're done by 9 p.m. Uh, no, we were usually, but this time we were out and about enjoying ourselves, you know, realizing there's real life out there. Okay. Good. I, w- I was asleep, I think, by 10. Well, I normally am, but <laughs> right. <this is> different. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Ted? I was awake and didn't even realize we turned the clock over. Okay. But it was the first time in three years that I've actually been awake for it. There you go. Right. I, I, I call it amateur night because... Was that 10 o'clock uh, there, Tad, or 12 o'clock? Do you re- no, we're realize? talking 12 o'clock. Getting <laughs> oh, crazy. <okay. laughs> getting, getting nuts. Getting nuts. So we are, a new year is upon us. Uh, we hope for a lot of health, prosperity for... All the listeners, we will try to b- help people build their financial plan. Uh, obviously, the beginning of the year, it's sort of a new cycle, right? Because well, as we talk about the closing of the books for the prior year, now we open the books for the current year. And it's sort of uh, financial planning is a forward-looking process. Uh, we do have some maybe some IRA contributions you can finish up for last year. But, Tad, how do you approach the beginning of the new year with, with discussion? Just look at it like a clean slate, whether or not you're into the whole New Year's resolution approach. I know some people love it. Other people say, I'm not going to do that because a month goes by and I won't follow suit. But at least from a planning perspective, it's just a nice opportunity to reset things, regroup, and at least plan for the year ahead. Great. John, how do you approach this part of year, time of year? Yeah, interesting thing is most people don't know how to set goals, and hopefully we're going to cover some of that to help them out today. But and by not knowing how to set goals, you end up in dilemmas. If you don't have a goal, for example, when you, say, marry someone, and it's not what the vows used to say, which is until death do us part, then what's your goal? And usually there isn't one, so that causes challenges. Sure. Or if you go to college and don't want to go for the whole time you have to go to get your degree, it's a problem. So setting goals is a major process in your life. If you don't do it, how are you going to get anywhere? Yep, that's exactly it. And that is going to be the primary focus for today's show is is the, the goal setting process, how it relates to your financial plan, and hopefully some tidbits on how to improve your financial plan through the goal setting process. Before we, we go there, um, John, I'm just going to throw this question out to you because with now we, we have a clear picture with the congressional vote in Georgia being final and uh, Democrats controlling the House, the Congress, or House, Senate, and the White House, we could and potentially see tax law change. Uh, but is it 
smart to make changes based on speculation before any changes are actually uh, set into law? Oh, in your plan, you mean? Yeah, in your financial plan. Thank you. Well, it's it. Uh, I think we need to give it a little, let, let the dust settle a little. But uh, if uh, what they've been preaching is true, they're going to do these things, and so we would have to act in light of those probable changes. Right. Tad, how would you answer that question if someone asked you to make a change to a financial plan based on speculation? Uh, the timing's probably too soon. I mean, not to answer your question, no. Based on speculation, try to avoid that. As it regards to the tax code, I mean, we have time to figure out what they're going to do. It's something might be enacted this year, maybe next year, but the good thing is we're January, and then we still will have, for most items, until December to actually implement some strategies so we have a lot of time to try to figure things out. Yeah, and that's what I like to say. You know, when you have you have a good grip on your financial plan, it's a, it's a quick pivot, right? You, you you Okay, we can do this. We know where we are. You know your situation. Here are the new rules of the game. Let's implement the rules according to the to to how the game should be played. So, yeah, I, I always I always um, hesitate when people throw out ideas or say, "Should we do this based on a pure speculative approach?" It's it's dangerous because we don't know. Well, we see that a lot just with market. That's probably the best example. Hey, we're we're at all time highs. Maybe we should, you know. Put some money on the sidelines. Right. Or, we hope, right. we know, always see how high. that works out, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, John, and, and same thing with tax planning, of course, correct? Yes, and, and usually in tax planning, it, it would take the new Congress uh, a full year to get anything going, so you wouldn't have to worry about that ordinarily. Mm-hmm. But uh, with all three parts of government under control, I don't know how quickly they will respond. And again, if they do, you should be able to do something this year, not have to worry about it from last year. Right. The the other approach, uh, even even with a a democratic approach where people are afraid of high taxes and and so forth, I I still like to throw caution, throw caution out there that a lot of the blue states are the higher net worth states, California, New York, New Jersey, the New England states. These are where the older money is and and the wealth, the wealth are in these areas. So they've got to they've got to appeal to their voting base, too. So it's not just uh you know, uh, a shot across the bow saying, oh, taxes are going to increase significantly. You don't know that. So that's why I always like to say, just be cautious and not try to be reactionary based on speculation. Well, that's always true in your plan. Never be reactionary. Yeah. So with that being said, the goal setting process, um, Tad, any goals for you this year? Uh, (laughs) I I start with a lot. Okay. Narrow it down. But you do, you do. You, yeah, you write them down. I, I don't necessarily call them New Year's resolutions. I know right. you didn't phrase it yeah. that way, but yes. um, yeah, I, I I'm very goal oriented, so I will write them down and try to break them down into actionable items, so I can try and track the progress towards those on a certain basis, whether it's weekly, monthly, daily, you name it. Right. I, I set you up for that one because I know you're a goal oriented person. Because you usually come to me, here are my goals. Let's <laughs> go right. after them. So, how about you, John? Do you write your goals down, or how do you approach it? Uh, yeah, I absolutely have written my goals down, and I measure them. That's the big deal. It's kind of like uh, when you're going to the gym and doing weightlifting, you write down the weight you're able to use and hope that you move up on, on that scale. Or if you're trying to lose weight, you record it on the scale, and you got to have a goal, well, I'm going to lose five pounds this week or whatever it is. So you have to have something that's measurable. So if you don't write it down, it's going to be out there in la-la land. 
Right. I remember uh, you, you shared this story. I think I've heard the story a few different times where someone would put a picture of whether it's a fancy car or a house on their you know computer screen or, or their workspace and just keep it in front of them as a reminder. This is this is what I'm going towards. Right. It's a good good approach. So, uh, Tad, you found a really a, a really good article through the simple dollar um, dot com. I thought it was really really cool, and it talked about applying the smart goal strategy to your financial goals. And I I liked it from that that approach where uh, the the smart goal strategy is breaking down an approach to smart goals. And by smart, it's an acronym. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-limited. What was your outcome or thought process with that uh, article? First, I was wondering if you were going to call them, if it was an acronym or if it was SMART versus DUMB goals. <laughs> is, there, is there an acronym for... <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but not to be confused, all goals, all go- goals can be good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a structured approach that puts a little bit more meaning behind the goal itself. For example, if you want to say, hey, I want to pay down student loan debt, that's a very vague goal. This approach gives you a step-by-step approach to actually realizing what actions you need to take, figure out why you want this goal. Like John said, put some, um, you know, measure it, put some ways to measure it, put some timing to it. So I want to do X by this date. And it's shown that that will help you actually get to that goal instead of just letting it phase out in February. Yeah, and that and that's that's the right approach. So when we come back from the break, we're going to dig into the smart goal approach and how to build it and implement it within your financial plan. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. And to kick off the new year, we are talking about setting goals. And one of the foundations of financial planning is to discuss goals with clients when you're building your financial plan. And ironically enough, um, it, it's funny because we set our own goals for our clients, right? Mysteriously through the financial planning process, that's that's the the approach. Like our goal is for our clients to meet their goals. That's our ultimate goal day to day. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that is people say, what, what do you do? That's it. Well, like, and we, we gauge our, our own performance, call it that based on whether or not our clients are able to reach their goal. So goals are everything, not just for you as an individual, but yeah, for us as financial planners. Pretty, uh, directly on their first meeting when they're just a potential client. And we say, if we work together, what would you like to accomplish this year? And so that helps them begin to focus, I hope. And even just that caveat, what do you want to accomplish this year, adds, it gives you a time constraint. So when you, if you were to leave that very open-ended, what are your goals? That could be anything. That could be, what am I going to do today, tomorrow, in 20 years, 30 years? But by adding that time constraint, then people start to think, well, what, what can I do in the next year? And I think what we see is that a lot of people don't really have an understanding of what those goals could be. And that's where we have to help people try to determine, okay, what's within this realm of possibilities? What should you be seeking? These are some goals. And we actually help them find out which goals are appropriate for their situation. Right. And I actually have started to spin it and say, my goal for you is X. 
to have your get your estate plan completed. We've been talking about this long enough. Let's get it done to implement a saving strategy or improve the cash flow or know what your cash flow is. All of those things, I, I sort of make the promise for the client to say, here's what I want to accomplish for you. It, yeah, and some of those are vague. You know, you yeah. say, get your estate plan done. Okay, what does that mean? Right. Well, that's where like the S comes from, like the specific. specifics. So, what does that mean? It's like... Um, like at, at Christmas, well, I guess maybe outside of a pandemic, Christmas and Thanksgiving, when you're getting together with all your family, there's always that one family member that just asks so many questions and it's a double-edged sword because they mean well and it's wonderful, but it's, <laughs> hey, Tad, what are you up to? You know, I'm, right. I'm doing great. Things are good. Okay. What do you do? I'm a financial planner. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Then you have to, you know, and they keep diving in. Yeah. Well, it's almost like that approach you need to take with your goals. Like I need to save for retirement. Okay. Well, what does that look like? When do you want to retire? Yeah. Okay, well, how much money do you want to spend? Okay, what should you be doing today to do that? So you really have to dive in in yeah. order to actually set that. And and with the SMART goal approach, SMART being the acronym, which we talked earlier, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time limited, it almost is you can build one big picture SMART goal, which is maybe retirement, but then you need a, a subset of other SMART goals, whether it is the breaking down your living expenses or implementing your insurance or estate plan or even some tax planning. So again, writing down your goals is a, a great approach. Uh, John, over the years, I've, I'm sure you've helped people achieve a couple goals here and there. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. People what? come and tell me that I have. Uh, today I received a text from a person who, who blamed me for being a multimillionaire. So, you know, I guess I've helped folks. <laughs> right? How about it? Um, and it's funny. Even even today, I uh, was talking to somebody, and I said, "I'd like to see you spend more money." Right. And and he he goes, "I don't think I've ever heard somebody say a financial planner would tell me to spend more money." Right. But it's it's there. Let's do it. Right. It's it's almost trying to to restructure their their perspective and say. You have the room. You have the capability. Let's go for it. Talk about a goal for the year. <laughs> right, right. Let's increase your spending. That's a heck of a goal. It's hard for people right? to do. Right. So he's like, oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe uh, the wife could get a new car. I'm like, great. Let's 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 put it down. Right. Specifics, Whatever it is. What type? Yeah. Right. Well, I did go there, and uh, then I'm like, okay, I didn't say spend that much money. <laughs> so yeah. So so again, the smart goal approach is can be a big picture, but then you also have to get to the details. And the way I, I like to even look at it is the the bigger goal almost is an outcome. And the example is a lot of people say, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. That is more of the big goal, which is the outcome. The smaller goal is to get a good diet in order, to get some exercise routine. And even the subset of that goal is have a shopping list so you're buying healthy foods, not junk food. So you have dinner in the refrigerator ready to be made versus I'll stop at McDonald's and pick up a Happy Meal, whatever it may be. So you really, really have to focus on how do you get to your goal. And, and part of that, I like the R. It's realistic because I, I kind of think of that as reasonable. So if you're thinking, hey, I need to lose weight, well, Look, I can cut out every single carb for the next two weeks. I could, you know, yeah. cut down my calories and I could lose some weight. But You'd be is that miserable. Real, yeah, right. is that realistic? At <laughs> right. what cost? Right. And that's the same thing with financial planning is that I'm sure all of us could buckle down and save a lot more money. But you also have to balance that, you know, we have to save for tomorrow, but also live for today approach. 
And so if you do too much, then you're jeopardizing your life now. And so you really just have to find this balance and just be reasonable that we're, we're not overdoing it today or tomorrow. Yeah. Sure. You want to see a good example of uh, what we're trying to say when we watch uh, OSU beat Alabama uh, this eleventh? Uh, look what they do. They set goals first before the game starts. They set up a game plan, very specific, and then during the game they still go into a huddle. They still counsel with the coach, and they still are measuring. Well, I need one yard, three yards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Goal setting. That's what it is. That's how it works, and that's a physical example to view that you can apply to all the things you want to accomplish. Yeah, and there's a lot of and there's a lot of thought that goes along the way, John. I love your analogy. Uh, the best way, to, the only way to really eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Yep. Right. You try to eat the whole elephant in one bite, it's it's going to be an mm. ugly event. Right. You're yeah. you're not going to survive. So you got to be realistic about it. Uh, measurable is always good, and that's why I even tell people when we're building a financial plan for them, we're going to step on the scale all the time. Throughout the year, we're going to step on the scale and measure and see how you're you're performing because it it makes you feel good. It keeps your eye on the ball. It, it's it's a constant reminder you're doing all the right things. And then two or three, four years later, you show where you were three or four years ago. It's it's eye opening, sure and it's is. it's a small little subtle change, and it works. There's a flip side too. It also keeps you honest. So if you don't see that progressive trend, at least you know it. You right. Know, if I'm trying to lose a pound a week and I get three weeks out and I've gained a pound or two, got to change what, it What's up. going on, <laughs> yeah. right? Let's be realistic about it. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, thank God Reese's Cups don't add to that task. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying your uh, your goal for Reese's Cups is not going – it's not going well for you, huh, John? <laughs> Never does. No. Well, well, they started doing the Reese's eggs and then they – did the Reese pumpkins and all that stuff. So no, yeah. I don't care about those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an you, originalist. Right, right, right. <laughs> the the other the other good approach to goal setting I like is share your goals, specifically with your spouse, right? If you have a goal in mind, uh, a couple few years ago I said to Allison, my wife, I said, I have a goal to get rid of this debt within this certain time frame. She's like, Fantastic. And then every few months, I would just blurt out, here's where we stand. Here's where she, you know, rah, 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 along the way and great. She didn't want to know the specifics, That's but she was happy to hear. And then it helped me feel good that I'm willing to share what my goals are. So sharing goals is an important thing. Yeah, I mean, if if my wife came to me and said, hey, I, I want to eat healthier, that's also going to plant that seed in my mind where if I have an urge to go get Taco Bell or McDonald's, oh, she's not, you know, I need to be mindful of that. So maybe yes. it'll... I won't, maybe I'll just do it in my car by myself and she won't know about it, but <laughs> I <laughs> right. won't offer it to her. Right. And that's exactly it. And that's what a lot of people do. People joke about uh, when people are training for a marathon, everyone knows about it Yeah, because you tell everybody, but it's because you're trying to hold yourself accountable. It's subliminal. That's how your mind works. And and then also, as you said, right, your spouse can say to you, Hey, you said you wanted to go to the gym more frequently. It's 5.30, you're done with your work day, you might want to get going there. So, uh, But it's, it's a good conversation. Uh, when we come back from the break, we'll keep talking financial planning. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.
Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. Uh, this is Stephen Lucan, your host. Joining me this evening, Tad Harrington, John Sestina. We are all financial planners, certified financial planners for for that uh, fact. Um, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about John E. Sestina and company and the Managing to Be Wealthy process, you can look us up on the web at managingtobewealthy.com or give us a call at our office, 614-326-3077. I would like to we can schedule an introductory meeting, learn a little bit more about your situation, and then also give you a little bit more detail on how we approach financial planning. But hopefully this radio show gives you that approach. Uh, we were talking about goals in the earlier segments uh, to start off the new year, and it always comes back to cash flow, right? So uh, when you're setting your goals, your cash flow worksheet is is the uh, lifeblood of a financial plan. And, and John, you've been saying this for decades, Um not to insult you there, but it's so true. And the more I do it, the more I realize it. I spend January 1 every year going through my cash flow. Last year, I spent 60% less on gas, gasoline, than wow. the prior year. Not surprising. Well, of course, yeah. Stephen, there was the COVID. That's yeah, I wasn't going anywhere. Right? <laughs> but I'm aware, right? I, I was actually intrigued by it. I'm like, I wonder how much less I spent on gasoline. And it went down by 60%. Wow. Now, was there another bucket that that filled into? Or was that pure savings? Actually, no. Overall spending went down. That's so awesome. good, great question, right? So mm. now it, I had some surplus there. Overall spending went down. So uh, I was able to apply it to other things like debt. Right. So right. I was like, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's hammer that debt away. And that's the other thing, too. It doesn't always have to be investment. Right. My right. goal is to get debt free. So, you know, while I save for retirement, I focus other energy at other areas. And my personal goal is to get rid of debt. So I apply it towards the debt. Yeah. So that's probably one of the biggest things that John taught me about financial planning was you can tackle you can tackle this from many different angles. So where we're talking about we led with savings. Of course, if you save more, that's better. You invest more, that's better. But also if you yeah, tackle debt faster, that's better. If you are more efficient on your insurance, that's better. If you save costs here, there with certain things like uh, investment products, then you're starting to get little wins here, there, and there. And then it uh, combines into this bigger, just momentum behind your plan. Yeah. John, when, when somebody comes to you about, you know, hey, I have extra money, um, it is a goal-oriented versus let's invest it, correct? Yes, it is. Uh, this, this, someone asked me uh, on my other radio show this week, last week, now this week, whatever it is, and they said uh, the lotto was up to four hundred million dollars or something like that. And so, what would you do with the money if you won it? Uh, first of all, you know I never buy a ticket, so I'm not going to win it. But then we had to talk about the small things of investing. You know, put away a little bit for yourself, but build some cash flow for the next five years, and then build a portfolio that's representative of your age, your needs, and so forth. So it's the, it's the little things you pay attention to. That's true in all goals. You know, happy marriage is the little things, not the big things. And uh, happy business, same way. So your your diet is a bunch of little things, not eating the Reese's Cups and so forth. So that's the way it is in all this stuff. And so when you're building a plan, as we talk about, and Tad just mentioned, you know, you start picking away at how much taxes you're paying, how can we save a little bit there, how much on the insurance, can we restructure it to save a little bit more, and so on down the line, and that builds money to meet your goals. And as you did, Stephen, eventually what you want to do is tell someone, go spend it right now, not just wait for the future. So true. 
the the other thing that you struck a chord with me is like the the moderate approach of of slowly building into something too versus just diving right in while some people can take that approach of going full bore 100, 100 miles an hour right from the get-go right. i take a slower approach where perfect example is when i start lifting weights eventually which i did a couple months ago i built into it i didn't go try to do the max amounts right away i would have hurt myself one and i probably would have gotten a little i would have been too sore and then just you know just it would have been a negative approach versus building into it every time and staying a little bit five minutes longer and then adding stretching and then doing some other things adding cardio versus you try to work out for two hours your first day it's not going to be a good approach yeah you won't yeah, be able to go back stay away weeks. from steven he could hurt us no <laughs> no far from it john <laughs> i i think you can still dream big but take a smaller approach to getting there where like you said the people that want to jump in 100 mile an hour that will work for some people, like you said, but yeah. for most, it, it probably doesn't. So it's all about being able to, we talked a lot about goals, so let's set our goals, then understand what actions we need to take and what habits we need to build to reach those goals, and then break those down even further and say, what do I actually need to do? And, and a popular term for that nowadays is the next best action, right? What's the next best action for me to get to where I'm going or where I want to go? How do you approach that with someone's financial plan? Well, it's exactly what, what I would do is start with the, the bigger picture. And I would say, you know, if you want to either pay down a certain amount of debt or if you want to save a certain amount for retirement or house or you name it, you know, let's break that down. What's the time frame? How much are we able to save or allocate towards this goal? So you'd have to know your cash flow worksheet and then just break it down. Okay, what's a reasonable amount that we can do? And then we might have that in mind, but it might not be, hey, today, go make that installment or make that saving that savings amount, it might be, okay, let's just start by at least opening up the accounts. Let's get some small wins, build that momentum, but also keep a structured approach so we know exactly what step and what the timeline is. We're going to open up an account. We're going to set up you know, a, a direct link to our bank account. Then we're going to set up the automatic contribution and we're going to chip away at it. And just don't get too rushed because if you be patient, you're going to grow with it and then hopefully you'll be more successful over time. And Stephen, you keep repeating this secret. It's so wonderful to hear you say it. But you're always talking about, well, I sat down and I evaluated. I sat down and wrote this down. I sat down with this goal. That's exactly what people have to do. This is serious stuff, and you should take it seriously and devote some time to it. That's why we have client meetings. I know it disrupts their days. They're busy people. But uh, the fact is this is very, very important, and it requires uh, some discipline and some attention. So it should be a priority. And that's what I had a review with someone uh, last month, and and we looked through the progress of the last few years, and I complimented. I said you you've done tremendous work, and they said, and it's all, and they said it was very simple. It's because you make us pay attention to what's going on, right? Right, and that's what the financial planning process is about: is that focus and attention uh, to to your environment and, and what's going on. Um, Anything else? How do you how do you approach that? Uh, I like what you said about the saving a little bit, right? Everyone knows an IRA contribution six thousand dollars a year. That could be a lot for some people. Sure. sure. Start with fifty bucks a month, right? Yeah. Start with a small amount, just build to it, and then it, when focusing the other end, it might end up being fifty five. 60 eventually a hundred dollars a month maybe more and that's how you build up to that approach and you'll learn uh i mean hopefully when you put the money in let's say it's your first investment hopefully it's a good time and you 
get a little earnings on that and you see it grow and that can be a little, I don't want to say addicting, but you know, you'll, you'll want more and you'll want to stay committed on the other end. It could go down and you could say, why did I do this? But that's why you need to understand, you know, market, the stock market's a long-term approach, but understanding that over the long term things are going to go up and you're doing this for a reason because you have to do more with less with your dollars. We can't just leave it in our pocket or leave it in the bank account. That, yeah. uh, that understanding is going to help you stay motivated. You're 100% correct. Go ahead, John. Uh, the other thing to know is the best way to learn is to teach. So if you have a family and you have children, teach your children. Have them save a little bit of money. Uh, when my daughter was little, I taught her about the snowball because that was what she could envision. She couldn't understand saving. And even though we went to a bank and opened up a savings account, she didn't know what all that meant. But a snowball, she knew what that meant. And I said, you build a snowball and roll it down a hill, and by the time it gets to the bottom of the hill, it's a giant snowball. So she got it. Yeah. And attached to your point, it does become somewhat addicting when you see that progress. Uh, We're going to continue this conversation about setting goals, building your financial plan for 2021. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and we're kicking off the new year with a show dedicated to goal setting and best approach for building a sound financial plan. Um, you know, John, for, for many people, the ultimate goal is that proverbial word retirement. Uh, we call it financial independence. But when that day comes and you no longer are seeking employment or having to work, people, it doesn't mean your goals are over with. What about retirees? Well, it doesn't mean your goals are over with for sure. And one of the big goals I think you should have in retirement is to continue to save money, to invest money in the market or whatever, because you you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You want to have the continued discipline of not spending every nickel you make. So it's a good goal to set some money aside each month. Tad, what do you say for people who are, we'll use the word retired because that's what most people relate to about setting goals or what kind of goals are out there? It's probably less financially related, but what are you going to do with your time and how are you going to, how are you going to identify yourself because you lose that identity of your, whatever you did for the last 30, 40, 50 years. What do you like to say? Every day is... Every day is a Saturday. Every day is a Saturday, <laughs> right? You can seven rounds of yeah. golf if you want. That's seven, right. Seven oh, that's days. what you think. You guys wait till you get there. You'll see difference. So, you, so you're saying it's not true? It's fantasy land? It is fantasy land. First of all, you can't play golf every day. You'll get bored. Yep. Uh, so no matter what it is you want to do, you have to have something productive to do, something stimulating. Hopefully you'll spend more time with your spouse and enjoy each other more and also develop whatever your interests are or were. I, I was talking to someone who was, in fact, as of January 1, retired. Um, they went and found a volunteer position. And they were thinking about volunteering at a, uh, a vet, a veterinarian clinic, but they said they would get too entrenched in it, and then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be volunteer work, right? So it's about that happy medium of, of having a productive day, feeling good about the day, but not stressed, right? It's that balance. You shouldn't be, you could, but you shouldn't. A perfect world is you're not retired and stressed. That would be bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I know somebody who has a very stressful job. They're on the tail end of it. But they're starting to volunteer, um, like at a food bank, and they they love it. It's like I can't wait to get 
out of my day job mm-hmm. so I can start working on this. And it's a lot of work for them, but they just, it's different, it's meaningful, and it keeps them moving. So it's it's nice to see that at least there's something that will transition into retirement that they'll be able to do. And it's common among retirees to do the volunteer work. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And that, and that again, John, you made, you, you made the comment, it keeps you going, right? You, yep. you have to stay stimulated. You have to have that vigor uh, that, to get jump out of bed every day and tackle it. It's just a different approach. But- it is, and especially mentally. I mean, uh, in our business, you know, I was mentally stimulated every second of the day. And so all of a sudden you put the brakes on, are you, how are you going to be stimulated? So, you know, I do that by arguing. <laughs> and you're good at it. You must be very stimulated, John. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so again, you know, the other thing too is, uh, you know, Tad, you were talking earlier about just focusing on the little things, building up progression, um, progress. Any other points there to make as far as uh, timing and, and progression into a, a goal? Yeah, just just thinking of, of timing, you know, what's the, uh, I think it's, Afraid, like the best time to plant a tree is yesterday. It's almost the same thing with any, not just your financial plan, but any action that you're trying to take, just get something going. So as far as like, what are you going to do? Just do it now. If you're going to invest, like I said earlier, a lot of people are, you know, questioning whether or not they should start investing when markets are at an all time high. Just, just do it, just get started. So there's a lot of things that you can tackle, whether it's, you know, identifying, do you have an estate plan? Do you know what an estate plan is? If not, you know, just do some research, look it up. You know, are you organized? Do you know where all of your documents are? Just take one step forward, see where you get traction and keep moving. I I heard a good uh, speaker one time talking about prioritizing. And he said, you know, write, write down all, all, he said, write down your priorities. And everyone starts scribbling down, writing them down. Um, And then he said, how many had five five priorities people raise their hand. how many had 10 priorities 50 and he, he goes you're all wrong you should have one priority one. by definition right. priority is one thing and i think that's the other thing is people get overwhelmed with too much all right so pick one thing focus on it get it done move on to the next and i think that would be a, a healthy approach as well yeah it is, even in setting goals as we mentioned earlier uh, pick a goal and be specific focus on the goal but if you start out and you have 25 goals, a list of goals, guess what? You're so diffused, you won't do any of them. You'd hate to see my computer screen at the end of a day, uh, end of a day, John. <laughs> a lot a of lot priorities. Of, a lot of windows open. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, right? but that's the reality. But you yeah. know that, too, right? Yeah. Unlearning yourself, too. Mm-hmm. That, that's half of it is under, self-awareness is, I say, half the battle knowing what what things you're good at what things you're not good at and that's why again why i say share share your goals share your your progress and things and people there to support you yeah Um, and bounce ideas off of people um analysis paralysis another thing that a lot of people struggle with what do you mean by that i'm going to invest what do i invest in let's research tesla and let's research index funds you know there's so many options and it's like i could spend years trying to figure out what to do just do it or talk to people and they'll tell you if you're crazy or validate you or whatever keep moving and that's mm-hmm. that's really the key here is to keep it moving because if you just stop then it's, it's harder to get restarted harder to be uh comfortable you get very agitated if you just stop so th- however little your steps take steps yeah i think john you said it's like rolling a tire down the hill it's momentum yep. that keeps it upright got it yeah so again, this this goal setting is it's it can be a a, a cumbersome process. It can be overwhelming, uh, but again, that that's part of it. 
right? And John, you, you, you said it, your, your money is the most important, should be the most important thing to you. Uh, pay attention to it. Build a sound financial plan. It does start with goals. Uh, we talked earlier about cash flow. Every show we pretty much talk about cash flow. And it all, it, it, and it's, it's, it's a pain. I, you know, the one thing I've, I've, I was shocked by, I started surveying people. I think I asked you, Tad, how many subscriptions do you have? You were quick with your answer. So I was impressed by that. A lot of people were, you know, five. I'm like, you don't have five. So you have more than five subscriptions, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? You added the Netflix, the Amazon. Since that conversation, I have less. <laughs> oh, oh, really? You got yeah. But that's exactly it, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, do I need this? Do I need Google Docs? Do I need Dropbox? Do I need all these other things that it's, oh, $2.99 a month. It's not a big deal, but it all adds up. So for the details, that's how you start digging into the details is what subscription services. Well, that's the only problem with money, Stephen. There's two problems with money, having it and not having it. <laughs> and the more you have, the harder it is. Could be. Right? Yeah. yeah. It could be, right? Obviously, having none is, is equally hard, but yep. um, but the more you have, it becomes a bigger challenge to keep it. And, and try to figure out what to do with it. The more you get, the goalpost keeps moving for a lot of people. And so you have this goal, and it's enough, and everything's rosy, and then you get Keep a new job, the bar. you get a promotion, you get a windfall, and it's just so hard not to move that goalpost. I, I, re- I remember uh, having a conversation with someone, and you know, it was like, "Hey, congratulations! You're looking good. You know, 58 years old, you're you're good to go." Nope. I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Going to raise the bar," <laughs> and I chuckled, but that's his mindset. That's the way he worked, and he mm-hmm. he achieved the next goal. Right? right. He, he wanted a second house on the beach. Did it right, and you know it was ended up paid it off before retirement. But yeah. but I was so like taken back by it, like I was like, yes, you're done. Nope, not done yet. Start all over right? again. But he just wanted to keep expanding. He kept his priority. Priority was you're on track. You're good to go. Let's add a little bit flavor to it. Well, it sounds like he had a good background and knew how to approach it. Yes, but there's a there's a fine line between a healthy, oh sure, healthy motivation than just blindly throwing stuff out there yeah no his priority was the retirement and then once we were covered there he added a secondary goal and that's what we talk about financial planning focus on retirement add the secondary goals uh hopefully today's show was fruitful for everybody uh we're we're looking forward to all the shows in the coming year helping people build their own financial plan it's very important to have one you've been listening to managing to be wealthy on news radio 610 wtvn